Nothing's better than family We're the ones who love you so Be a shoulder to cry on when you're in need They'll never leave you alone, no When your friends bring you down And they drag you through the dirt And when nobody's around They'll carry you through the hurt Just remember that family comes This month that has been christened the month of love, a certain songwriter sang, what's love got to do with it? It's just 
and emotion. Is that really the case? Somebody says love is a feeling you feel when you feel a feeling you have never felt before. Somebody else says that love is not blind, but it brings an added light that makes you see the beauties that are hidden from common sight. How do you define love? What does love mean to you? A certain songwriter said something. He said, I can't help smiling when I look at To keep from going crazy is all I can do. I'm so defenseless with you so close. The walls have crumbled from my body and soul. Write your name across my heart. I want the world to know that I am yours forever. I will wear it like a shining star. Write your name across my heart. For my life is an open door. Everything I have is yours. How do you define love? What does love mean to you? This morning, we'll have a conversation on an aspect of love. We are taking a short break and we'll be right back. Right, did I say bike? Ride back. My name is Michael, so please stay tuned. City 97.3 Accra City 97.3 More variety I can't help smiling When I look at you To keep from going crazy Is all I can do so defenseless with you so close the walls have crumbled from my body and soul write your name across my heart I want the world to know that I am yours for you Like a shining star Write your name Across my heart For you my life Is an open door Everything I have is yours I'll try to give you everything you need But as far as love goes There's a lifetime guarantee Write your name across my heart I want the world to know So how do you define love? Somebody says that, write your name across my heart. This morning, we are going to have another meaningful conversation. And it is the value of true love. Let me go again. This morning, our conversation is on the value of true love. 
What does love mean? Is there something like true love? So, please get yourself geared up as we discuss the value of true love. The Winans, Daniel Winans and Co. have a question for you this morning. So let's share it and I'll be back to start with my wonderful folks in the studio. Let's hear what the Winans have to say as well. to have in the studio this morning Pastor Mrs. Hannah Abrahams appear. I want to begin with her and then I'll come to the ones also that are here. Good morning, madam. Good morning. And good to have you. Good to have you have me. Alright. So when we speak or talk about the value of true love, what comes to mind for you? 
when we speak of the value of true love personally, yes. what comes to mind for me is unconditional love. Okay. What comes to mind is agape love. Okay. What comes to mind is a nature mm. of a person, mm. not just a feeling. When you talk of a person, a nature, you are talking of, um, if I want to use the local language, subai. So love, true love is is symbolic of a person, of a personality. And that personality has emotions, has feelings, has um, words. All that nature is what true love is for me. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Now let me take... Bye-bye, Maskevinanan. <laughs> CEO of Hearts and Habits Foundation. Now I'm called a love doctor. Oh, a love doctor. <laughs> you haven't heard it. No, love doctor number one. <laughs> Love doctor Bakope. Okay, nice one. Elias Love Doctor. So we have Amos Kevin and an Elias Love Doctor in the house here. So yes, when you hear about the value of true love, what bell or bells or tingles that is sent to mm. you? Well, in essence, only the living can love. Okay. The dead cannot love. <laughs> so, true love does give a person the reason to thrive fully. So, I'll say that life thrives where love lives fully. Okay. It's so important. Life thrives fully where love lives fully. So, where there's true love, I am able to be truly myself. I do not have to hide. I do not have to be afraid to open up to you. I do not have to be afraid to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I do not have to be afraid to trust. It's so important because it's not a fan full respect. It's not that. Because we've seen a lot of that happening. And you were asking about falls and all those. There is also the fabricated one. Mm. That may not be false, but it's been fabricated just to set you up. And the way it has been done, it's almost akin to being a prank activity. You you see all these hacks and pranks on, on social media. So people have taken to pranks. As, as, as a new lifestyle. But true love really makes you thrive. And where you are not thriving and you are diminishing, uh, it becomes very difficult to subscribe to the whole concept of love. And, and uh, also for mentioned the issue of agape. And you have consistently talked about the um, eight renditions of love because you like to talk about it. And Mm. it's very important people understand it from the Greek mythology. Mm. Um, We, most of the time, had heard about the four. Agape, philia or filio, storage or eros. And then we just stay there. Mm. But there are four others that makes it even clearer if you're going to assess love. And I'm sure as we go along, we'll add the other four. Yes. Or should I add it? You can mention them. But we'll, okay, we'll, I'll mention we'll, them. We'll, Ludus, we'll, yes. Ludus, Mania, Pragma, mm-hmm. Philatia. Yeah. Um, but more than anything, I think one of the big 
challenges I've seen, especially dealing with young people, is how to distinguish between like, love, mm. and lust. Mm. See, they are four-letter words, yeah. but they don't mean the same thing. Definitely. They all start with an L, but they don't mean the same thing. Definitely. And so people should be able to distinguish between, I like this person, I'm lusting after this fellow, and I'm loving this individual. Sometimes we confuse the three, and then we reduce love to just mere feelings. So mm-hmm. I like what Osofu mentioned that, it's suban. It's a whole person. You can't just reduce it to feelings, All but right. it's a person with feelings, a, a person, person with words of affirmation, a person with all those other variants. You know, there's this anonymous statement that true love does not stifle you. Mm. It's not a cage hiding you from the world. Yeah. True love is a platform. It's the wings that you need to fly. The fuel for your dreams. It also says a lot of people think loving someone you should make you jealous and restless. But true love is where you find security. They give you no reason to doubt their loyalty. Let me come back. You know, like you mentioned, the Greeks speak of uh, philia, which is friendship or uh, brotherhood or sisterhood. Yes, or fellowship, love. The the, the one that is just flows on goodness and wellness and then there's eros which is the romantic or sexual love there is ludus which you mentioned which is playful or sport or love that is mainly emotional and there's mania which is obsessive love which is odobio which is often not helpful and there's praga which is enduring love which works on harmony and is often matured and committed and there's Philatia, which is self-love, which more has to do not with self-worship, but with self-compassion. And there's Tuji, which is familial love between parents and children, between siblings. And there's Agape, which is the selfless, unconditional love, which uh, Mama Hannah mentioned. Now, the question I want to ask is that if there is true love, are there other kinds of love? Or if there's true, so let's start from the beginning. If there's true love, is there the possibility of false love or an appreciation of love which is not true? Uh, I want to come to uh, Hannah. If there is true love, is there the possibility also that there is false love or all love be love? Like somebody say something with something. Can we say that all <laughs> love is love or there can be a distinction between true love and false love, and possibly we'll look at other kinds and types of love. What would you say? Okay, so just like we mentioned, or just like Elder said, he, you know, he talked about like love and lust. Mm. We have true love and we have false love. It's just mm. like a photocopy, or you have a, a scanned version of something. Mm. You can mimic it. Okay. So because of the feelings aspect of love, because it is a nature, because they are so many aspects that together make this true love complete. People mimic aspects of love and then uh, portray it as true love. Mm. So somebody just has the, what do you call it, eros aspect of love and tells a young person, a parent, um, a young girl that I love you and that person is on and on about, oh, I've fallen in love. But that's not true love. So there is false love. And some actually 
prey on people based on their ignorance, on their vulnerability, and also um, win people over. So there's a lot of false love. Some are deliberate and some are not because there are many people who themselves don't even understand love. They don't know their love languages. They don't know how to give and receive love. So they may be giving to people what they don't even have. Okay. They've been giving to people what they have heard, what they have seen, or what they think love is. So there's a lot of false love and there's also a lot of true love. There is true love and there's a lot of false love out there. All right. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful explanation. Now let me come to Dr. Emmanuel Hobson, CEO of Center for Peace and Reconciliation. Doctor, let me yes. ask, is it the case then that if love is not just an emotion, there are other dimensions that should come in to make true love what it's meant to be? And if that is the case, how would you describe or define true, true love? My questions are tough this morning. Oh, no, that's interesting. Okay. Um, actually, I want to look at love from just the normal and usual definition as it is in the dictionary. Mm. If we want to talk about what actually love is, it's simply defined as an intense feeling of a deep affection. Mm. Intense and then deep mm. of affection. Then when we talk about true, what is true? according to just a normal dictionary definition, yeah. has to do with in accordance with fact and reality. Mm -hmm. So if we put the true love, yeah. then it is much more of the fact, the reality, and then defining the intense feeling of affection that one has. Now, if that is the case, then I would say the truth of love is not seen in another person's eye, but rather true love starts with the individual him or herself. So, in other words, how sincere an individual is with him or herself about the intense feeling of affection of himself or herself. So if we want to evaluate the value of love, yeah. then certainly it has to start with how much is you the person who is talking about love, mm. love yourself. Okay. And how intense is that love and affection towards yourself? So that will now give me an idea of how much of love and its explanation we have in the Bible. Love defines every aspect of our life as human beings. Therefore, if the Bible said love is patience, then the true and the value of love, an intense feeling of affection you must have towards yourself is one. You must be patient with yourself. 
Okay. If you are not patient with yourself, you don't love yourself. Okay, so you are beginning from the beginning. That self-love, self-love is the. I think Hannah mentioned it earlier. That self-love is the beginning of love. Of love. And, and you are reiterating that. Yes, and each truthfulness mm-hmm. has to do with how sincere with your you are with yourself in expressing and appreciating that love, okay. which starts with you. Okay. To be patient with yourself. Awesome. Can you see something simple like being patient with yourself? And you want to ask yourself, if that is one of the qualities of a true love, mm. then how patient am I with myself? Okay. How much am I dealing with myself with patience? All right. And then now to talk about being patient with somebody else. All right. If you are not patient with yourself, awesome. you can't be patient with somebody. So when awesome. you look at the qualities that is explained mm. and listed in the Bible, it all must start with us right, so before we can extend it to somebody else. So awesome. if there is time, we can make change them one Yes, so we'll look at the attributes yeah, as we go along. Good morning, and if you just joined us or you have been with us, you can keep your conversations coming via WhatsApp or Telegram on 0549986996. Tell us what the value of true love is to you. You can even go ahead to share how your partner or spouse, as the case may be, or even good friend, has shown you true love in its various forms, and we'll be glad to share. You can bring your comments, your contributions, and your questions on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. We will open the phone lines today, God willing. And when we do, please keep your messages short and succinct and straight to the point. I'm in the studio with Pastor Mrs. Hannah Abrahams, Apia, Dr. Emmanuel Hobson, and Amos Kevin Annan, Elder. My name is Michael, and we are ably produced by Philip Nilati and Nashika Caesar with technical support from Okladanzo. Now, we went to town and got two people to tell us how and what they think true love is. And want to hear their version of it as well and what they have to say. And we'll come back right into the studio to continue. So please stay tuned. Stick and stay. Okay, please let's go. When you talk about love, love itself has got different categories to me, I think. Because we call like family, love for family, love for friends, and then love for like um, a boyfriend relationship love I think romantic kind of love so um, love itself if you want to describe love it's an forever thing agape love and when you love somebody or when you fall in love with somebody it's like madness you do you do certain things that maybe after a while you think about it and then when you reflect you think oh why did I put myself into this especially if the opposite sex like the man or the woman doesn't do the same thing to you and when you see that from the beginning of a relationship 
whether you fall in love with a person or not, you have to look at what returns you get. Because sometimes to how do you know that you can love with someone? I personally think love is not just a feeling. It's it's, it's something you do daily. It's like a it's like a habit. It's a happy. You need to live it. You need to experience it. You need to share it. You need to. That is what love is. You, yes, it's a feeling. You feel it. People say with some butterflies in your stomach, some something. So, yeah, I feel all that. But I feel it's something you feel, you want, you nurture, you grow. Because if you love somebody, you, you, you want the person to look a certain way. You want the person to feel a certain way. So however you want the person to feel and look like, you need to be able to be ready to work, to grow that, that kind of love, to grow that kind of feeling. And, self. and it's also sacrifice. It's a lot. It's, it's the biggest sacrifice you can ever make. Why do you mention sacrifice? So how, yeah. how do you learn to draw the line, you know, to balance? Because if you're going to sacrifice, how, how do you make sure that you don't overdo it? Even how the do you Bible make sure said, that the other person does not take advantage of your kindness? I face this problem every time in my life because I I always tell people that one of the biggest or maybe the worst things that I feel for people is, is love and care. I care too much for people. Mine is to make sure that somebody is feeling good. I don't care if I am suffering, I'm okay. It's a kind of sacrifice that is it's inbuilt. If you've not been gifted to do, be kind, you cannot do kindness. And sacrifice, the question you asked, how do you draw the line? You don't have to love the person more than you love yourself. You have to, even the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. So you love the way I'm loving myself. Is how I'm going to love you. Because if I don't love myself, I cannot love you. There's no way I can love you. I need to be able to understand how my body feels, how how my act, my character is, what my love language is, and everything to be able to understand. Well, I think that you know, for you to be able to identify um, if someone is actually in love with your um, um, true love, uh, it extends from what the person does, right? So we are. Looking at, you know, the fact that they're able to make time for you out of their busy schedules and all of that. Um, the fact that they can sacrifice for you when you need them. Um, the fact that they respect you. They, they want to see you succeed in your respective endeavor. So, uh, largely, uh, you see some conscious effort of appreciation from the person. I mean, even when you fall short, how they go about the fact that they don't like what you've done, you know, um, how they go about it by, you know, sitting you down and talking to you and even the tonation, the, 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 the demeanor that they exude when they are talking to you about something that they are displeased with that you've done, right? It, it kind of tells you that indeed they are either in love with you or not in love with you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I'm speaking from a personal experience and, and um, personally I think that these are the, you know, signs that, you know, you should look out for or, or you see when you see in a relationship you, you can tell that somebody's actually truly in love with you. All right, thank you. So you heard some voices of how people define love or true love for that matter. Now I want to ask uh, Papa Amos. 
Is it the case that love can be a social construct more than a natural or biological effect to the sense that society can define how love should be? Following from the Vox Pop we heard, we heard some of the folks say that it is includes sacrifice, includes respect, and is more than an emotion or a feeling. Isn't it the case that sometimes society can construct how they want love to be or to look like? And invariably, that may have a, 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 an effect on how people call or define love. Or is it the case that it's a natural or biological or physiological construct where it flows from person to person? And then we can go on to look at the other shades of it. What do you think, sir? Hmm. It's almost like writing a dissertation. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I think we've largely agreed that love is that which exists between human beings. And therefore, to that extent, if you expand it to the society, society can say that this is love and that is not love. And the moment I told the line of this is love, that is not love, then there's clear, you know, division which is created to allow people then to use certain indicators to determine whether this is love or that is not love. So for instance, somebody could be exploiting you and say it is love. Somebody can be hurting you and they they say it is love. But society has looked at it and said no, that this one is a sadistic behavior. So it cannot be love. You see, mm-hmm. yeah. that one is an abusive behavior and therefore cannot be loved. Um, I remember hearing the story of people asking, has your lover beaten you before? Mm-hmm. And they say, no, no, no. He or she has not beaten me before. He said, oh, provoke him to beat you. Because if he beats you, he shows that he loves you. You oh. see, that then society looks at it and says, no, this cannot be called love. Mm-hmm. But in the mind of someone, maybe it is what they have experienced okay. around them. So these two are lovers. I recall when we were growing up, there was this guy who always beat the girl in the, in the street. Oh. She would hit her, insult her. Use. The next moment, they are walking hand in hand. And everybody's like, what is happening here? Mm. We questioned what he was doing, as young as we were. Mm. So... To some extent, yes, it is defined within the context of communities. I'll use communities because communities tend to be the smaller um, units that we have aside the family. And then the nation can be a community, community of Ghanaians also, you know, community of uh, Christians, community Mm -hmm. of Muslims, Mm -hmm. community of whatever. Mm -hmm. And within all these communities, there are clear indications of what is love and what it is not. Okay. Now, there may be some distinctions that flow out of each community that may not be existing in the other communities. Mm-hmm. And this will be a matter of tenets or faith mm-hmm. or doctrines, doctrinal positions and what have you. So I would say that, yes, we are to love. And when we love, we expect that love is returned to us. So love rendered and love received. So you, you heard Doc talk about it's in the passing. Mm-hmm. 
who is giving it. Mm. Now, that is love that the person has received. Okay. Because we, we are not naturally lovers when we are born. We, don't, we, we are selfish. We protect our own. But we know that selfishness is not love. Mm. Because selflessness is evidentially love. Okay. I heard in the Vox Pop, the gentleman was talking about sacrifice. The other lady talked about sacrifice. Why are they talking about sacrifice? Because that sacrifice there is, is supposed to be seen as indication of love. So people, people should look at that. Um, two days ago, I was driving on the motorway, and then in the traffic, um, Delhi School, their, their van was next to me, and I saw their motto. Service beyond self. Service beyond self. So there could be service for self. Mm -hmm. Service to profit self. Mm -hmm. Service to advantage self. But you see, we see if somebody loves you, they are going to serve you. And this is a person whose love language may be service. If you look at uh, Graham's writings. So if you are serving me, I feel loved. And I consider it to be loved. To to being loved. Mm. But that service can be exploitative if it is looked at closely by a person who knows that this is what you need and therefore I offer you what you need in order for me to get to where I want to get to or get so, what so I want to get. Self-serving. Yeah. Self-serving. Serving service. <laughs> Self-serving service. All right. Thank you for that one. Okay. okay. Should I have <laughs> that, But the question also that comes is mm. can we fall in love and just stay in love mm. or we grow in love? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's falling in love versus growing in love. It's a big tussle. Yeah. Some fall in love and they fall out of love with such ease. Yeah. But others grow in love and they stay in love through the difficult moments. So is it the case that one works and one does not work? Or is it the case that whether you fall in love I or you grow them. in love, you understand the rudiments of what love is? You know, there's different studies have been carried out yeah. with the issue of love. And one of the studies said that love is a complex mental function mm-hmm. which has been found to interact with other mental functions such as memory, attention, perceptions such as taste and reasoning. Mm-hmm. So love in itself is not just an emotion, but yeah. even studies that have been carried out shows that love is a deeper thing. And interestingly, don't we often say that in our cognition, you start first from your thoughts and then what you think Comes, becomes your emotion before it becomes your behavior or your action. But because sometimes the move from the thought to the emotion is so swift and so quick, we don't acknowledge a part of the mind or cognition in the process of moving to love. So we say, oh, it's a feeling. It's deep. Like we said, love is a feeling you feel when you feel a feeling you have never felt It's before. called ush ash. <laughs> you know? Because even Seriously? because even because doc doc I'm coming to you on that and then okay. we'll look at the attributes of loving. Isn't because even the uh, uh, sensory or uh, 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 primary um, sensory organs or sensory perceptions when it comes to being sight. Because if a man likes curvy women, it is is he before he feels whatever he feels or feels attraction or uh, drawings to her, it first has to come from his eyes and his eyes go to his mind and his mind goes to his feelings before then he chooses to act and say have i seen you before or i like your shape 
how does love play out in all of this and is that love or is it infatuation or is it sexual or romantic attraction or is it uh, whatever what would you have to say on that today we are delving deep no, into the true actually, value of love actually yes. it's a complex it's a complex thing if mm. you want to really define the workings of love and love itself in the systemic of a human nature and the brain function mm-hmm. now Everything that happens to the individual on the outside starts first of all from the mind. And in the mind, we have the brain. Mm -hmm. And the brain has various aspects of it where it generates Mm -hmm. the functions of the mind. And this is what triggers the various chemicals and hormones with which we react now as human beings. So the journey starts from both outward to inward mm-hmm. and inward to yeah, outward. Yeah, okay. Because when we want, when your, any of your chemicals will be triggered for either that to support love or that to support hatred, it all comes from, first of all, your environmental contributive factors, which your mind is interpreting. Mm-hmm. And it is that interpretation that gives the rise to whatever chemical or hormones is triggered at a particular time. And that is what the body will respond to. Now, that is why it is always said that when you want to check what your emotion is, don't check the expression of the emotion Mm -hmm. but check what is going through your mind. Because it is the mind that gives rise to the emotion. And when it goes through the cycle of five, your your mind Mm -hmm gives rise to your perception. Mm. And your perception gives rise to the interpretation Mm. and gives rise to your emotion. Mm. And it is that emotion that expresses whether love, hatred, or whatever, even the different parts and type and kinds of love Mm. is expressed by the kind of interpretation you are giving to a given situation, circumstances, and something like that. Mm. Then it gives rise now to your actions. And the action can also be expressed in love, in hatred, and the different kind of love that also need to be expressed and then now it gives reflection to your other person Mm. which will also either reciprocate or will over exaggerate in reciprocation Mm. to whatever he has read as a meaning to what you have given to the person so the function of love and its expression comes from the internal to the external and external to the internal. And it is a mix of a complex dynamics that human beings itself is made to be complex. Wow. Okay. Let me come to Madam Hannah. But before I do, MacMason says, mm-hmm. true love that is deep, abiding love that is impervious to emotional whims or fancy is a choice. Is a constant commitment to a person regardless of present present circumstances. So here he is speaking of love as being a choice consistent with that decision rather than the circumstances that may be prevailing, which one may link to the emotion. Mama Hannah, in your perception, 
let's begin with some of the attributes of love are there any things that single out love and for that matter true love from as we said false love and i think we can mention here that there's false love there's false love papa must mention fabricated love there's flimsy love there's flirting love there's famous love there's friendly love and, and there's also there's love. faithful love and then there's all the other attributes deep love and true love so what are some of the attributes that sets it apart true love apart from all of these things and the other one i want to add for you to consider is where people feel sexually or erotically attracted or drawn to somebody is that in itself love we would actually come back shortly and look at the various stages friendship courtship marriage and family so is it the case that when somebody feels drawn like now we have somebody see somebody on social media they chat one or two then he says hey i'm in love hey she's my she's going to be my bae and he or she goes out to woo her and he says my bow and my bae and what have you is it the case that that expression of sexuality or sex or or the desire or the drive for the physical interaction is that also an aspect of love or could it be something else so i leave it to you ma'am <laughs> today we are doing the deep the writing thesis i tell you <laughs> just like elder said i think you put three or four questions together yes, intentionally. so you started with them um, attributes of love yes and how it sets each other and then when you you also talked about when you feel sexually attracted Drunk, to yes. the love yes um maybe let me start from this angle you know when we talk of the psychology of love mm-hmm. there's the aspect of intimacy mm-hmm. there's the aspect of passion mm-hmm. and there's an aspect of commitment okay so when these three um aspects are all present you will find out that true love is actually being manifested holy but each of these three function independently in the brain in different parts of the brain so you could find somebody who is very intimate fondness attachment closeness and then you could find somebody too who has that passion that brings that erotism, the mm. sexuality aspect mm. of love. Mm. And then there's also the commitment aspect of love. Okay. So when people get into the last aspect of love, yes. they may have one night stands and move on with their lives yes. because there's no commitment. But mm. when you get into marriage, yes. when you get into long-term relationship, there's yes. a commitment aspect mm. of love that mm. keeps you going. That commitment is the one that First Corinthians 13 will help you to stay in. Okay. Love is patient, love is kind, love, mm. love is long-suffering because mm. all these things are encompassing. Remember we said love is a nature. Yeah. And like um, Doc told us, it's either from inside out or mm. outside in mm. based on what you see, you hear, mm. based on your perception, based mm. on your interpretation, your emotions and the expression. Now, when you feel sexually attracted to a person, is that love? Is it's an aspect. Okay. It's an aspect. It's all encompassing. It's just like saying that is your spirit you. Mm. If somebody dies and the spirit leaves, we still call the dead body the person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Even though she hasn't been buried and is lifeless, yeah. that body is still referred to as that person. Okay. So lust definitely is a strong desire. Mm-hmm. But when it is 
just used for the, what do you call it, satisfaction without the other components of love. Remember we said we are talking of true love. Yes. True love has other components. Okay. True love is not selfish. Mm -hmm. True love reasons. Okay. True love has a form of expressing itself. True love has an agape com uh, component. Mm. True love has a nature which is godly. Okay. So when that aspect is missing, yes. then it doesn't become true love. It becomes okay. now selfish. Okay. Because lust wants to satisfy itself temporarily. Mm. And this one, even people who are married may lust after each other, but when true love comes in, then it no longer becomes love. It just becomes a strong erotic attraction between couples. All right. Okay. So in the event that feeling here deep, uh, there is this uh, thing that my wife and I see. It was a, a, a cartoon with one. So <laughs> then they are moving towards each other. <laughs> so it's a feeling here deep. So when, when, when we are joking, and say, then she say. <laughs> so when feeling here deep. And the guy meets a lady on social media or at a function, mm. or sometimes even in, in, in a religious setting, church or whatever. And then he, up a, up a, up a Coca Cola ship, no and he's drawn to it. Somebody I know says he likes the tiaps. You know what the tiaps are? Yeah. The, 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 calves. the calves, exactly. And that propels him to draw to her. And she also likes his fineness. These days, men are growing beard and this long, <laughs> well-groomed beard and his eloquence in English and the nice flashy car. And the next thing from there is that they are jumping into bed. Is it the case that they are expressing only something and not the fullness of love? Definitely. They are definitely not expressing full love or true love as we are discussing. Okay. They are just satisfying their passions and their lusts. So the passion has been fueled by their perception and their interpretation mm. they are sending signals into their brain mm. based on their perception based on the person's image based on their desires mm. for who a typical guy or a lady should be okay. and then once there's a chemical signal definitely you are going to excite the body and the body wants satisfaction so what will cool that body down now mm. is another aspect of reasoning. Okay. Where now you reason through, is this proper love? Is it just satisfaction I need? Or it is commitment? It is lasting love? It is being able to satisfy this feeling in a right context. So that aspect, if it's not properly handled, then people feel that they are in love so, by expressing like Yes, thank you. Oh, please land. Oh, okay. I raised my hand because my next question is going to fly okay. to you again. You know, somebody said, What's love got to do? Got to do with it? It's a, what, it's a feeling and it's an emotion. Is it the case that we have to keep in balance, like you said, the element of intimacy? passion and commitment because mm -hmm. reasoning, commitment comes under reasoning. Yeah. So is it a case that when people, particularly young people, but it's, it's a generality of statement, just get consumed by the intimacy and the passion bit without realizing that love is not meant to just be a casual, flimsy thing, particularly when it comes to long-term relationships leading to marriage. Yeah. Is it a case that then people need to be more circumspect in how they let the elements of passion and intimacy run 
without the bit of commitment so that it should be a threesome conversation or interpretation or perception more than a one-some or a two-some. What would you say, please? Yeah, what I will continue to say is it must be holistic. Mm. For example, in the month of February, we have come to accept mm. in the last 20, 25 years mm. that February is the month of love. Mm-hmm. And the love that is being promoted yes. is actually just essential love. Mm. So people actually are desperately looking for relationships mm. to satisfy just one aspect of their life, not okay. commitment. They are looking to satisfy the lustful desires. Mm. So if you watch the imagery, yeah. it's a social construct. Okay. So the imagery, the messages, yeah. social media, yes. the, the the what you call it, songs, the yes. themes that yes. are being put out, yes. is all sending triggers into yes. the brain and creating perceptions in people's minds mm. of oh, somebody loves the the opposite sex Mm. and then signals are sent to the body Mm. to promote this erotism, promote uh, lustful desires Mm. without feeding on the long-term implications, the responsibility, the commitment and what the consequences of this one aspect of love is. So before I come to the gentleman, is it the case, like we mentioned earlier, that is it a natural construct or a social construct? Is it the case then that society is pushing us in a certain trajectory and that in the end, when people have had various fringes of what they define as love, and then the outcomes are not the continuity leading into whatever the expectations are, then they end up saying that love is not worth it and that true love does not exist. Is that also part of the the narrative? Well, you see, we are now in a global village. Mm. Whether we like it or not, because of mass media and societal norms, there is a a social construct Mm. that is going on and a social message that is being sent about love. So even a child... A young child Mm. wants to have a love relationship. Mm. I mean, I could give you maybe a practical uh, story on the field. A a young class six child um, is introduced by her friend that, oh, we have been hearing that people love each other. They watch telenovelas with Mm. their parents. And that child does not even understand the word sex Mm. or intimacy. Mm. What she heard is rape. So she calls her friend that let's go and practice rape. <laughs> Mercy on them. This and... is to satisfy that sexual urge. Mm. And this class six child is introduced into that rape practice. Mm. And so they, they actually go to an uncompleted building mm. to have a sexual relationship with another person. Nothing. The young child is afraid of pregnancy. Mm. And they said, no, they have actually selected a younger boy. Because he doesn't have sperms. Wow. So they have some level of knowledge. They have some level of knowledge of pregnancy, Mm. of family planning, Mm. of choice of mates. Mm. And so after she goes practicing with a younger boy who Mm. doesn't have sperms, Mm. she knows that she's safe. Mm. This is not true love. This is just a desire or a need that is in the body lustfully, which is just being satisfied. But it is all being fueled by the social constructs that they see around from the radio, from mass media, from television, from what people are saying. 
Awesome. Awesome. Psychological, behavioral, neurobiological peculiarities and the qualities that influence us. So love is deep. True love is even more meaningful and stronger. Okay, please let's play the next short clip about what somebody or what other people have to say and then we'll take a short break and come back to my gentleman in the studio. And then we also to, so far uh, you've mentioned sincerity, you mentioned selflessness, you mentioned reasoning, you mentioned compassion, you mentioned um, being kind as part of some of the attributes of true love. Okay. When we come back, I'll hear from the other gentlemen. So let's uh, hear what someone uh, some else said and how they defined love or true love for that matter. I say uh, we get love when we get true love. In me, my opinion, uh, true love be love 2.0 because true love they mean say uh, you you know they see somebody in faults. You understand? Then you go there with the person. Just like you did in a religion. Eh? You know they see the fault of your faith, of the religion you did inside. Because once you see that fault of the religion, you know that. It means say, what? You started, you, yeah, you know, you know they inside totally. So it means that uh, love is when you, you see someone's faults and you compromise, you overlook it and you decide that, oh, I love this person, but I still want to be with the person. Mm. True love means that you don't see the faults at all. You are in it blindly. That's why they say love is blind, though. Eh? Because people fall in love. They are, they are true. It's like they're inside. Uh-huh. They know that they are hurting them, but still they want to. That is true love. love. That's not love. That's not love. love. That's not true love. True, true love, eh? you are in it. Eh? Yeah. See, you know they feel so the pain. Make I give you an example. Inside. Say, uh, they say make you walk fire inside. Mm. Eh? You walk the fire inside. And you know, say the fire will burn. You don't know. Oh, you know. Look. Ah, you did inside now. You need to feel the fire because you need to believe. Say, it's all about believe now. If you go to talk to your mommy, mm. somebody tell you say, well, your mommy is not good. Mm. Like say she be rich or something. Mm. Then you know the believe of mm. the love you get for your mommy. Between mm. love or you be love. Ah, whoever, who will go ever so say mommy be evil. Mm. Stop the true love. Hey, so so you see, you come back like to my point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it like you. It like say, you say, me and you are not saying be criminal. Eh? Where we go, where they catch you. Your mommy could talk say you never be yeah, yeah, so we heard also what others thought or think about love and for that matter, true love. Uh, we'll be taking a short break and then when I come back, I'll look uh, to the gentlemen in the studio to tell us the attributes and their factors as well. So please stick and stay. You can keep your messages coming on 0549 like 0549 996 today we are hoping to open the phone lines and when we do please keep your messages short and succinct so that we can hear it and share with the rest of the world so let's take this break now and then we'll be back please hold on and stick and stay thank you city 97.3 Accra. City 97.3 More Variety
value of true love. What does love mean to you? And I'm in the studio with Pastor Mrs. Hannah Abrams Apia, Dr. Emmanuel Hofsing, and Elder Imos Kevinanan. My name is Michael. Yes, so you can still link up with us on 0549-986-996. 0549-986-996. I want to come to Dr. Hofsing to hear his bit on the attributes, you know. Tom Friston says that only true love can fuel the hard work that awaits you. Mm-hmm. Is love hard work? Mm. <laughs> of course, yes. So Tom says, Tom Friston says that only true love can fuel the hard work that awaits you. And Shakespeare, good old Shakespeare says, true love cannot be found where it does not truly exist. Nor can it be hidden where it truly does. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so please, what are some of the attributes of true love? No, I, I will say that when we look at the definition of the attribute of true love yes. from the biblical point of view, yes. it has said it all. Mm. Whether complex or not complex, it has simplified it so wonderfully and beautifully for us all. Okay. Now, if we take even the body functions of the various organs in our system, how they interrelate mm. and fuse love into each other, that facilitates their functions to be able to get the body work well, 
it will tell us that if we follow the same pattern of expressing love and expressing how we interrelate, it keeps ourselves well, keep our relationship well, keep our friendships well, and keeps our environment and our society well. Mm. If you take the heart, like I always said, the greatest organ or one of the most important organs in the body system, look at how it functions. It generates, it distributes blood to every part of the body system. But here is the case that it does not give blood back to itself. Mm. Which is to say that he loves the other organs so much that he wants to serve them, okay. to be kind, to be so patient with herself that though I am not receiving blood from myself, yeah. I am patiently waiting for whosoever will give me blood. I am okay. pumping it to as many organs that I have to serve. And he's so kind to all these other organs without thinking about itself. And it is not envious of other parts of the organs whose function possibly may be more visible than its function, which is in the inside. It is not boastful that because I pump blood to all of you, this is how I would dictate you should respect or obey me. It just serves. And when we look at it, it's not proud. We say that every organ is important. The heart is most important because it determines some of the functions without which others cannot function well. But it is not boastful. And it is not self-seeking. The heart is not self-seeking. And when we talk now about the brain, the brain has more than 100 billion nerves that helps all the other organs to function well. But look at how it also operates. So if if we want to express true love, then certainly being patient with ourselves, like we said, is one of the major attributes that are visible. So you can tell how patient you are with yourself. So that one, nobody needs to tell you whether you are patient with yourself or you are not. It is, you can tell. And if you are kind, many people want to think about the kindness they want to express to be uh, interpreted by how others are kind to them. But how kind are you to yourself? The decision, the choices you are making in life as a family as an individual, as a person, do you really mean that you are kind to yourself by making such decisions of life to yourself? Then you want to look at envy as an attribute. And he said, true love does not envy. But look at our whole life. In the world we are living in right now, You can't even trust people's love just because of that factor Mm. of envy. Husbands are envious of their wives. Wives are envious of their husbands. Siblings are envious of one another. 
And how they treat each other will even tell you that it is much more of envy. Mm. So if you are envious of somebody, envious of uh, something else that, okay, if it is not you, then it should not be anybody. You can tell. So it is not something we want to say whether the person knows what true love is, what not true love is. But when we follow this attribute, we don't need to even think of whether we want to redefine love, we want to know what true love is. It is all here. And you see how people are so boastful and sometimes it surprises you because of even the family they come from. They become so proud and boastful. And let me give this brief example. I, my son want to marry to uh, a white American okay. who are from a very decent family, so to say. Mm. And then when he visited the family, the first question was asked was, how does he think that he can marry from such a family? And all they want to say is that he's an African, he's a black, mm. and their daughter is from a decent family because they are of the color of their skin. When my son called me and told me of this, the first thing I told him was that, you know what? If somebody works, if somebody is richer than you, then it means he has worked hard for it. Mm. If somebody actually is able to Um, express themselves or practice a profession, then possibly they have learned on it much more than you do. Mm. But if somebody is proud because of the family he comes from, because of the color of his skin, then certainly that is the most demeaning and, excuse me the language, the stupid thing or the foolish thing that one will want to think about. Mm. Because if you are proud of something that you yourself have not worked towards Mm. or you have not chosen, because nobody chooses the family from which they are coming from. Nobody chooses the country that they will belong to. Nobody chooses the kind of region that they will be born from. So when you become proud because of the part of the world you are coming from, the color of your skin, the region you are coming from, the tribe you are coming from, the family you are coming from, the family name you bear, then certainly nothing describes you better than just being stupid Mm. because you don't choose it. So when we want to talk about true love, we need to look at the attribute here which is so clear, not proud. And then he said, true love is not rude. These days, when you see the way people are behaving towards other people, you will sit back and want to say, does it also have blood running through mm-hmm. their body? Yeah, will they also one day die? Will they also well, fall what, sick I one day? Some people say that their blood is blue, blue blood. Can you imagine? (laughs) They say, love Mm -hmm. is not rude. Mm -hmm. But you see people, the way they talk now, just because of a society they belong, a a, a group they belong to, Mm -hmm. an organization they belong to, Mm -hmm. do you know who you are talking to? Do you know me? It's rather unfortunate. Then true love is not self-seeking. So where you want to talk about true love, 
and you are self-seeking, then you don't even have the love for yourself. And actually, you are self-seeking because you are not Mm self-satisfied. So that one by itself, it is not just about you are seeking for yourself or you are selfish, but it is because you have a deficit yourself as a person. Then you are not... I'll take one more from you. Okay, angered. Angered. These days in the society we find ourselves in, if you are not very careful, everything you will complain about it. And you can only complain when you are found always comparing. Yes. Look at the uniqueness of who you yes, are. Just repeat that one. You only complain if you live perpetually just comparing. Mm. Comparing yourself to your husband. Comparing, also contrasting. Contrasting. Comparing yourself to your wife. Comparing yourself to your peers. Comparing yourself to this. Comparing yourself to that. You will always complain. So if we want to talk about true love, and we look at these attributes, and we have been we will, we will go by them. We will exercise and experience true love without even looking at its complexity. Okay, all right, thank you. You know, yesterday somebody shared a clip on one of the platforms that I was on, and it was um, a wedding ceremony of a couple. It's not a Ghanaian setting. American. Yes, I mean, they are white, so mm. it could be American or whatever. But there was um, kind of part of the ceremony they brought, I don't know whether it's a cake or something for them to feed each other you know, as part of the thing. And so the woman, picks, the bride picks a piece and then takes it close to the man's mouth and then draws it back. Mm-hmm. And the man Teased gave him. her a serious laugh. Teased him. <laughs> she was only teasing him, joking. So it, it lines up in reference to what you spoke about, not easily angered. Anger management has been or has become a very big issue now. And people are easily angered. People are through fits of rage so easily and so freely. And we think it's normal. And like uh, Emma said earlier, so when it received your, your, your sweetheart or your, your loved one hasn't beaten you, then he does not truly love you. So when the perception and the interpretation and the construct all mixed up with the, the, the wrong uh, perception or the wrong attitude or the wrong behavior, then what we tend to have is chaos. And that creates a distortion in the mind of people. Okay, Papa Emos, let me come to you now. So what are the areas you look at when it comes to arbitrary? John yeah. has also mentioned a lot. Yeah, uh, been, Hannah I've mentioned been, I've some been, before. I've been writing what? some things here and Hannah and I have been discussing. One okay. of the things I wrote is love is not for lunatics. Okay. Um, you've got to keep your head on mm-hmm. when you are in love. Okay. You, you see, like in the Vox Pop, we talked about love is blind. Mm-hmm. Love is never blind. But if you think love is blind... Marriage is an eye-opener. <laughs> it reveals a lot. It brings you to a state of shock. And for a lot of people, it literally destabilizes them. Because they can now no longer make commitment as they had thought they were willing to do. There is a German psychoanalyst. I like his statement so much. And I would like to quote him. In what he said, he's, I mean, he's a very 
strong man. He's a, he's a social psychologist, psychoanalyst, sociologist, humanistic philosopher, and a democratic socialist. His name is Enrich Seligman Fromm. And he says there is hardly any activity, any enterprise, which is started with such tremendous hopes and expectations which fails so regularly as love. End of statement. So anybody who is pursuing love must be wise in the choices they are making, wise with the decisions they are taking. Now, what we see, and it's quite regrettable, is that a lot of people say, well, although you so you are being Mania. killed, you are being suffocated. Mm-hmm. You are being strangled. Yeah. You use the word stifled. You know, mm-hmm. it's very interesting. This morning when I came, I was just trying to write some things. Okay. You see stifled there, and then you mentioned okay. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but why would a person be strangulated and they say it is love? I always say yes, although you in the sense that something in me must die for me to be able to love another. But it is not killing. It's not murder. So, yes. I mean, for those of us who um, come from a Pentecostal background, Lost Supper, when we go, you hear the song. Why? Because the emblem of suffering and shame on the cross, which is that death we are talking about, and that is not the killing. Unfortunately, one another. Killing one another. And unfortunately, there are a lot of people who are in there and they are being killed. Isn't it the amongst the eight kinds of love, what we call mania? Obsessive, it's mania, obsessive, obsessive control, love, which is linked to forms of narcissism. Narcissism where people yeah. are controlling; they are they lack or have low self-value or self-worth, and so derive it from you either by manipulation or by control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually, they will kill you if you want to move away from them or mutilate themselves, cause self-harm mm-hmm. because you are moving yeah. away. So that whole expression of O.W.O. How we interpret it, mm. like Doc said earlier, the interpretation, the perception, mm. have a key or serious part to play on it. Please but so, you see, for me, when I go and mm. I'm singing, I'm excited because mm. God showed his love mm. to me by the death of his son. Mm. And that's, I actually enjoy that bit because it's not really me. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the fact that something in you ought to die, your ego must die, your temper must die, mm. your, your disregard of a human being must die. You your know, boastful your boastful attitude, attitude must die. Pride, in order for love to thrive, look, I'm yet to find anybody who is having thriving love without something dying in them. Yeah. Yes. There, so there ought to be some sacrifice. That has to be made. But today what I see is that, Charlie Mickey, people are just not ready to sacrifice anything. Yeah. They're just looking for everything for themselves. So it's this grabbing mindset. Selfish nature. You know, it's I, me, and myself. So they just put themselves all the time in the front burner. And so, yet they say they are religious. But I mean, what, I mean Gandhi asked, what, what is your religion without sacrifice? He asked those missionaries. I mean, religion without sacrifice. What, what's the worth of that? 
So in, in my book, Doing Dating Decently, I wanted to help the young people. I, over the period, discovered that, first and foremost, for true love to exist, there ought to be trust. Look, there are people who say they love others, but they can't trust them. How is that possible? The second thing is respect. I've just taken the word true and love, not more than that. Trust is engendered in true love. The second thing is respect for rules. You see, I give you my commitment that I'm with you. You give me a commitment that you are with me. We must respect that responsibility Mm -hmm. and the rules we have all asked ourselves and committed ourselves to. Next is that understanding is shown. Now, here you are in a relationship that is not a marital one. The person wants sex. He wants to touch you. He wants to do all sorts of things. And you tell them, my values do not allow that. The best they can do if they love you is to respect that. To show they understand where you are coming from. But where you brave your way through, you rubbish the values of the other party simply because you feel this way and feel that way and therefore you want to feel your own. That, for me, it cannot be true love. Understanding is shown. People who love each other understand each other. They, They show they understand each other. Then the E in the true effort to make it work. Look, nothing happens without effort. I mean, I see a lot of young men and women out there, they think that, oh, when we are in love, everything will fall in place. The worst one I heard was, because we speak in tongues, our marriage and relationship will be fine. Who told you there's a correlation between that? When people are using that to insult others and to curse others and to snare at others. So, there ought to be effort. What effort are you putting in to make it work? Now, take love. Limits are respected. Look, let nobody kid him or herself. Love has boundaries. Even in marriage, there are boundaries. I mean, my wife works heavily. So there are boundaries. When she's working, I don't interrupt. It's a boundary. Be maltreated. You, are you know, so some people say, ah, because I say I love you, hey, then give me the password to your ATM card. Hey, <laughs> I have to have unfettered access to this. If, if I want your body, give it to me. Hey, even when I'm sick, even when I'm tired, no. Where there is true love, limits are respected. There ought to be limitations on certain things. The O, open-hearted conversations. People are not talking, honestly. People are not talking. They're touching. And like uh, both Doc and uh, Hannah have mentioned it, around this season, there's going to be a lot of touch. Touch me one more time. I'm here. Oh, dear. I mean, <laughs> it's going to be pervasive. But <laughs> as I was driving this morning, the thoughts just came. Touches tame thoughts. Touches tame thoughts. Thoughts touches tame. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so important. You know, but talking actually tracks truth. Mm. So if you want to track truth in the promises made, Talk. Descending talking. Young people, talk. Mm-hmm. Keep talking. Don't stop talking. Talk and talk uh, and let, talk. Let, let me just shift something in before as you go along. Is that with two? You know, talking. So you, you know, you complete. So yeah. talking is not just talking. Just saying something. And talking should be consistent That's with what you want to find out in your conversations. I keep saying that you can never know somebody a hundred percent. No. But if you want to find out those who are choreographing themselves. And those who are sincere, ask the same question 
in different forms and yeah. different circumstances mm-hmm. and watch the answer if it's true largely even though the, the wedding may be different be the, yeah. the consistency yeah. will show yeah. but if you go flimsy and you are just doing <laughs> <laughs> you miss out on the fact because there are players and both male and female who for self-serving purposes can appear as something else they are not but when you find out and ask those questions i'm just adding to yeah, what emerson is saying it will yeah. help in it you know people like i always say people are prepaid answers mm-hmm. so if you're just going to do the typical mm-hmm. communication mm-hmm. you can dr- drill down mm-hmm. that's why conversations are needed yes. conversations are informal non-structured yes. interactions mm-hmm. communication tend to be very <laughs> structured yeah. sender receiver feedback <laughs> and you create the loop mm-hmm. so in between them is noise <laughs> yeah. now <laughs> the v in the love views are virtuous look if i love you i respect your opinions i do not for the life of me disregard what you think about issues it may not be what i subscribe to necessarily mm-hmm. but i grant you that then the final one, expressions of joy. You see, a lot of people talk about happiness, happiness, happiness. But I've seen that happiness really, really is always connected to the things happening to you. Mm-hmm. But joy is <laughs> not connected to the things that are happening. In spite of, irrespective of what is happening, sometimes you can express joy. Because it's deeper than happiness. Mm-hmm. So in you, there ought to be the prospect of expressing joy in the choice you have made, in the decisions you are taking. Other than that, for me, I don't see where true love lives because never, ever forget, no matter what you do with love, it will always leave memories in your head. Yes. It will yeah. leave memories in your life. Yeah. And love and death, Mickey, I found they have the same power. Yeah. Love and death. When death is holding something, it's difficult to take it from his hand. Especially in much the same way, when love, love holds something, something, Charlie, sure. I've seen young people who go against their parents simply because they are in love. Yeah. Some would say, yeah. well, I'll get my lover and, and lose my father. I'll yeah. lose my mom. And they are yeah. willing to do that because the love has so gripped them. And so yeah. with this, I have mentioned true love. Trust, respect, understanding, efforts, limits, open-hearted, views are virtuous, and expressions of joy. Thank you. And that right. is Thank why so it much. is always yes. important... Yes not to only look at love in a relationship, but look at the wisdom with which love is applied. The the knowledge with which love is applied and the understanding with which love is exhibited. That is why it is not said that love will build relationship. Mm. Love will build house. Love will build our future. But they said, with the wisdom Mm-hmm. The knowledge and the understanding of even the love yes. is what will build a family. All right, thank you very much. A house. Let me add this to it. I would want to bring in the element of empathy. empathy. You know, because empathy is what you feel for others. Yeah. And I want to bring in drawing all that has been said that is key for self awareness. We yeah. said it a lot, and I want to reemphasize this. You can never give what you don't have. You can never know your triggers unless you become aware. Exactly. So being self-aware is key to being able to work in true love. So first empathy. Yes. So first empathy. The next one I want to add is the element of commitment. 
commitment is staying. It says somebody says commitment is like these days we don't mail snail mail. We don't use letters that we post at yeah, the post office. But somebody says that commitment is like a postage stamp. stamp. Oh, it okay. sticks on one letter till it gets there. Mm. So stay committed means that you are holding on in spite of. Yeah. Means that you don't let the flimsy and the unexpected and the planned or unplanned circumstances of life drive you. And that is why we are saying that there is an emotion bit of love because if you don't feel drawn to the person, some people have to imagine some things when they have to get intimate with their spouses. So there is an intimate, there is the emotion bit of it, and there is the rational bit of it, and there is the physical bit of it. Hannah captured it wonderfully by saying there's intimacy, the passion, and the commitment. So commitment is key in true love. The next one is fidelity. Mm-hmm. As Amos said, trust. Trust is a two-way thing. It's yeah. a coin with two sides. If your actions, expressions, and behavior cannot be trusted, it is no fault of of your significant other for being distrustful mm-hmm. because if what you say or do are not aligned you are not trustworthy and so trust is supposed to be mutual i trust you you show me that you can be trusted so trust is another one so empathy commitment trust in addition to all the wonderful things and self-awareness and once we bring these things in well, then it will largely help us. I want to also quickly go over there and I'll take the messages and then we'll open the phone lines briefly. We said that the Greeks had the eight kinds of love. We spoke about eros, which is the erotic or exo- uh, erotic or romantic love. We spoke about philia, which is affectionate friendship love, which is dispassionate virtuous love, which is not sensual in any way then we have ludus which is playful or spot love which is largely emotion and exciting then we have mania which is obsessive love then we have pragma which is enduring love which tries under harmony and it's a level of maturity and commitment so when we show commitment in love we are showing pragma then we have philotia which is self-love actually meaning self-compassion Aristotle says that all friendly feelings for others are an extension of a man or a woman's feelings from himself or herself. And we said that, that if you can't love yourself, then truly you can't love others. And that's where Philotia stands in. Not selfishness, not self-worship, not self-centeredness, but self-compassion. And then we spoke, and then there's also Stoji, which is familial love, the love between siblings the love between parents and children and children and parents. And then the final great one, which is agape, the selfless, unconditional love. So all these things that we are saying are elements that find expression, but the one that we must not manifest at all is the mania. And we are saying that Eros and some of the others have a place to play. We'll briefly look at the types of it, I mean, the manifestations and the limitations when it comes to friendship, courtship, marriage, and family. And we'll look at it briefly. But I want to take some of the messages on the console and then we'll open the phone lines as we continue the conversation. Good morning, Farm Life. 
I think I need a companion in my husband. He's a good man. And when I talk about these things, it's as if I'm being ungrateful. He's so concerned about building relationships with people. He keeps relationship with others really well. But I sometimes feel it's more than I get from him. I need the little things. The challenges of motherhood, wife, career woman is draining. That sometimes you wish to have a partner who is supporting you with the little things. How your day was a hug, well done, thank you. We are too, we are both busy, but the day we are both together, he will just be on phone with his friends, building relationships, in quotes. He picks from work and will be on phone till even when we get home. Uh, he picks me from work and we will be on phone till even after we get home. When I'm hoping to talk to him, to, I'm hoping to talk to him, get rid of some work stress. And uh, when I'm okay, I'll get home. When I'm hoping to talk to him to get rid of some work stress, we become intimate only for sex. And afterwards, nothing happens. Is this a real problem or am I just being petty so I know how to deal with it from blessing? Doc, so please take note to you address it. Good morning, Farm Life panelists. You guys are doing so well. God bless you all. Thank you and amen to that. Dr. Hobson, I was WhatsApp. I was up yesterday on it. Okay. Okay, this is Andy from Amana, yeah. Okay. He wants to know. So that's for you, Doc, so you can read it. From Andy from Amana, yeah. Okay. Doc, have you finished reading? Okay, all right. Please, let's carry on. Hi, I'm Nanaya. I've been dating this guy for almost a year and a half. I think the guy doesn't love me, but rather has a motive. This is because for all this while, I do not know where he lives, his friends or family. I've done everything within my power to get him to show me where he lives and meet his family. But all I get is stories. Would you advise I continue with the relationship? So, Madam Hannah, that's for you. <laughs> Good morning. I would like to wish Mrs. Dorin Tandor a lovely birthday. I pray for God's abundant blessings on her. Doreen, you are very much loved and appreciated from your husband, Blechi. All right. Happy birthday, Doreen. Good morning, fam life. I'm 28. He's 28 and I'm 30. We both love each other. He wants me to get pregnant, then see when we can get married. He doesn't even know where, he doesn't even know when or which cares me. I also want to get married first before getting pregnant, but he doesn't see, but he doesn't see reasons reason with me. I feel we are not on the same page and not ready for what he wants. What do I do, please? This is Najeli from Takorade. Doc, please take note of that. So I'm sharing the things for you. Hello, Farm Life. Good morning. God bless you for this kind program. Please, can you kindly repeat the eight kinds of love? Because last week I couldn't get all. Thank you. Okay, we'll, re we'll re go over it. Love is not blind. You choose to be blind. You choose to be ignorant knowingly. True love is what you make it in, in a moment with someone. It's not automatic. It's not a giving. It must be worked for. It goes beyond the feelings. 
That is Nana Kwesi. Thank you ever so kindly, all of you, for sharing your thoughts. So now we are opening the phone lines for a little while. You can reach us on 0302-230-075, 0302-230-075. Again, 0302-230-075 and 0302-224-959. Again, 0302-224-959. We are going to open the lines for just a little while, so please keep your messages, your calls coming in. And you can keep your messages also coming in on 0549-986-996. And whilst you take the calls, Doc and Mama Hannah will try and answer your questions that have come in. I think we have a caller on the line. Good morning, your name and where you are calling from, please. Sweetie hello, hello, sweetie hello. Pure hello. Hello. Hope you and clean. Love is sacrificial. Love begins patient. Love lolonyo. Love wantinti. Love is kind. Lunana. Love begins jealous. Jealousy Love is selflessness. Tamasasa. Not. Love keeps us no wrong. I let you go go. Love forgives. Love doesn't tell lies. Alapa. Love is truthful. Anokwe. Love is sacrificial. Sacrificial is love. Love is eternal. Love is agape. Love is not erotic. Erotic like the story of the good Samaritan. That shows love to that poor man. Love is love. Love is 100% agape. There are three. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest is love, is love, is love. Thank you. Oh, oh, truly. Truly, love, love, love. Truly, love. Okay, thank, thank you very you, much. Thank you, thank you. All right. Yes, Doc, so kindly answer the questions that have come in. Oh, there's a caller on the line. Good morning, your name and where you're calling from, please. Good morning, Doc. Um, my name is Hammond. I'm doing very well. And I've been listening to Farm Life. And I think that every day you guys come on on, 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 on the program and educate us. I think that um, we, some of us that I'm speaking from this perspective, that the young um, man, I'm in my thirties. I'm not married yet. I learned a lot from what you put out every Saturday here. Um, I found myself in this relationship where the lady had one um, daughter. I love children so much because of my background and because of the love that my dad gave me while I was, I was a kid. And so that transcended in me loving children and that I have a foundation that supports children. Um, Orphans and the right, and so I have that love. Right? She keeps saying that because I love children, and that's why she loves me, and that piece, pisses me off a lot. I say that what I'm doing, it is not. I'm not doing it for any other thing, but I'm doing it because it's a God-given grace that God has given me to do that, and so that's why I'm doing that. And so her remit of things that she loves me because of it should be beyond that. Now, the next aspect that she brings up is that I want a ring on my finger. When are you putting that ring? And I said that it seeks to suggest that we are so desperate about the ring. I think we should put our hands together and build something for the future, not only for today. And so I always look at things that we do for tomorrow, not only for today. She says that her family, her parents are saying A, B, C, D. And so... Because I love children. Um, it's only children I want, not her. And so that has been the problem for
for me in person. And so I even told her that point blank, if this, because I found myself in a relationship, and on farm, I don't know if you remember, you advised me, because her family, um, my previous relationship was that the family were not supporting the tribes that we, I can I will not mention that, but the tribes that we fought in. And so I didn't, and you advised that it would be best I end. Now this relationship is not almost a, it's not even a year. And she keeps talking about a whole lot of things. I can't say all of them yet. Okay, but so it means that you can call after the program and then we will see how we can help you. But from on top of my head, I can see the insecurity that the lady is struggling with. Yeah. Yeah. For having one daughter already, mm-hmm. she's thinking, can I be truly loved by somebody? Yeah. And saying that you love children, that's why I love you, is because she just want to express her insecurities, mm-hmm. to want to be assured. So I think that is where she is coming from. But apart from that, you know other details, but... When you call after the program, we will see how we can address it for you. Thank you, George. Thank you very much. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Thank you for and calling. then we are looking at and some... Please, there's somebody on the line. Oh, oh shoot. We Hello. Hello, your name and where you're calling from, please. Please, my name is Nelly. I'm calling from Takumana. Okay, please I'm a listener of the program. I thank the panel and especially the topic for today. I'm not married. But I've been of the opinion strongly that love and what we are discussing today plays a very important role. I've observed most married people, the women will concentrate on cooking, eating, um, sanctuary meals, taking care of children. The men will say, I've provided you what you need and I need to work. And they don't give time, I mean quality time to the companionship. And the areas you have spoken about. But that is what it is. And I'm happy you've spoken about it. God bless you. Continue to talk more on these things. I'm also learning. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you very much. And, um, Doc, yes, so kindly uh, respond to the, uh, the questions that Okay, the other one said, um, we, they are living in a stressful situation now from the man going to work, she's coming to work, but the man will not do anything to help. Yes. The only way the man helps is when it comes to bed, yes. intimacy. Yes. In such situation, they need to sit down and talk about it mm-hmm. because it can only be, love cannot only be expressed in intimacy. Mm-hmm. Help and support is also part of love, and that is what our sister said about the commitment that they need to look at. And then that person said he's dating and he doesn't know the person's house, where he lives and all that. It has to do with what kind of relationship and at what level is your relationship now. For the relationship for you to be taken to his house, introduced to the families and all that, means that the relationship has moved from one stage to the other where assurance and trust is established that you can move to that level. So when you look at the relationship, then that will inform you what your expectations should be. Maybe the rate at which you want to move the relationship to, the guy is not ready yet to move the relationship to that level. That needed to be well understood first. So I think when we are talking about love and in relationship, we need to understand what our responsibilities are also 
in the relationship we find ourselves in. So in a relationship, you need to readjust to know what is expected of you. In relationship, you need to engage to understand one another. In a relationship, you need to learn one another. In a relationship, you need to accept where you are both coming from and know how to help each other. In relationship, you must train yourself because you are coming from different uh, uh, families and different backgrounds. In relationship, you must learn to define your intimate relationship. In relationship, you must be open. And in relationship, you must learn to be non-judgmental and selfless, helpful to one another, to improve one another. Then you can say you are partners. I've just used relationship acronym to explain what our responsibilities should be in relationship. Awesome. Yeah, well, kindly handle yours as well. Okay, as so a uh, question from Nana. Um, th- is Nana here, right? The Nana Kwesi. Nana Kwesi. Oh, Nana Kwesi. Okay. Nana. Nana Kwesi. Nana. The issue is um, the person is not being truthful. And then you could find out also that there's an aspect of manipulation being shown. True love is vulnerable. You should be able to be open. So once there's no vulnerability and the person won't show you their house, the person won't show you where they are staying, then you should realize that this is a red flag. This is something that you have to think through carefully and make a, a, a good choice. Mm-hmm. Now, with the issue of Najeli, um, the person is not serious, the one who is 28 and 30. Um, it's obvious that the young person who wants to marry is not serious and does not respect your values. You want to get pregnant after marriage. The person wants to get pregnant. Now your values are being trampled upon. If you are not yet married and they are trampling on your values, once you get married, definitely they will not be upheld. And all these are not um, principles of true love. So you need to make a strong choice early and know exactly what you want. Awesome. Thank you so much, Abba, so kindly for responding to the text messages. You know, Billy Graham says something. He said, nothing can bring a real sense of security into the home except true love. We couldn't delve into the various aspects, but I think largely we have laid a good foundation about the value of true love. And I've been in the studio with Pastor Mrs. Hannah Abrams, Apia, Dr. Emmanuel Hobson, Elder Amos Kevin Annan with able support from technical support from Oklahoma Danso and we've been produced by Philip Nielati and Ashika Caesar, my name being Michael Mensah. But there are a few things we go we're gonna talk about before we wrap up. Patana uh, writes books and she's a lover of young people. So tell us about the book that you have written. Okay, so um, in this month of love two of the books that I have that I would recommend. One is throwback um the effect of our yesterdays on our tomorrows is a book intended to promote sexual purity among young people. Okay. One thing I encourage parents, teachers, pastors to do is to start a conversation with our young children. Many times we do teach, we do preach to them, but we don't engage them. Mm. So we don't get a feedback system. So throwback has stories, 
short, easy to read, that trigger conversation. So after each chapter, there are questions and a conversation starts between the parents the, or the teacher or the trainer or the pastor and the children okay. to find out if they are being sexually pure, they are being sexually active, are their friends? What do they know about love? Mm. What do they know about the expressions of it? And what does the Bible tell them to do? Okay. When this engagement takes place, you find out that the teaching moment is presented and these children are educated. It's a good book. Where is it available? You at... can get it directly from me, 0547064982. That's, that, that's too that's fast. That's too fast. Can you go slowly? 0547064982. And the name is Hannah. Okay, so zero five four seven zero six four nine eight two, and the name is Hannah Abrahams. Apia. Apia. Awesome. So, Throwback. Throwback. Throwback is for the young people. Okay. Then I have another one. Get it right. Okay. Marriage is not a game of chance. That one is for the young adults. So okay. once you are in senior high, early university, mm. and married, okay. it is a good book for premarital counseling and even for postmarital preparations for relationships. Okay, awesome. So the Thank same you. number. Yes, sir. So throw back and get it right. Awesome. Yes. Now let me come to Doc. You know, every year City used to organize um, family events and we used to have Keeping Love Alive and stuff. But now uh, things have shifted a bit. So you are trying to fill in the void and try to... People have kept asking that we should run programs. I know there's one coming up for couples. I know there'll be one for on parenting, one for singles and those courting. Um, can you tell us what is coming up and the time and any other good thing that people need to know? Wow, that's interesting. I just want to ask a few questions. Are you tired in your love and your relationship? Are you frustrated and don't know what to do sometimes? Are you confused? Or is your love getting so stale that you don't know how to ignite it? Mm. Not knowing what to do. This program, Spices of Love. What garnishes love? Mm. What spice it up? If you want to know about it, and how it can ignite your relationship. We are organizing Spices of Love, Ignited, program on the 14th of this month, okay, which is the Valentine's Day. Okay. Coming on from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. And the program is loaded mm. with myself, Dr. Hobson, Dr. Stefania Bonzi, and Michael Mensah sitting right before me. Mercy on my head. <laughs> and Amos and others may chip in. So it's a Farm Life and Center for Peace and Reconciliation event. You can't miss it for anything. For not the rise in China. In fact, you will have combo dance. You have games. You have things to eat and enjoy. And you have some kind of quizzes to go through. And it's going to be fun. Yeah. And uh, you can't just uh, throw it out for any other thing. Okay. Come and then 
enjoy yourself in an atmosphere that will really spice up your relationship and okay. also ignite okay. the spices that you need to garnish the love and make it flourishing and right. blooming, blossoming. Yeah. And you can, so for the sake of how things are going, we've tabled it for 500 Ghana cities for couple. Okay. And 300 Ghana cities for singles okay. who are also coming to learn and appreciate mm-hmm. how to garnish their self-love mm-hmm. and how to prepare themselves for the love ahead of them. Okay. Who knows? You may even catch some there. <laughs> so <laughs> we encourage you. And I always say that it is on this platform that good dating can happen. Mm-hmm. We will only not guarantee mm-hmm. the dating process. Yeah. But if you are an added listener of this program, it means you have passion for the family system. And if somebody also is listening and is an added listener, it means that person also have passion. for. So you both have shared some common values already. Okay. So just igniting it is critical. It's critical. <laughs> Look, and is we there, will be how do they get you. tickets? Is there, how do they... Comments, how do they yes, log in? Are for the program, yes. yes, for the program, you can call 0244 In other words, 0244 90. Simple. And all the details will be given to you. You can't miss it. Can we commit that when people have one-on-one questions, we will make time for them? Oh, certainly. And we'll also give an opportunity to people to even book if they have any personal issues that they want to see us for. And then we'll give some kind of discounted approach to how to deal with some of the issues. And there are some instruments and also certain things that we will give out to people and let let it help them in their relationship and even also help in their parenting styles. All right. So if you are hearing us, um, this is plan with you in mind is specially crafted for you to enhance your marriage. Said good can be better and better can be best. That no matter how far we've come, the biggest room is the room for improvement. And so do make a date, plan to be there, call the number zero two four four nine zero seven one nine zero and book yourself a place before it's too late. And it's going to be a special night. You know, one of the things that I learned once early in my marriage, and I'll share it with you. So we had this couples program, and Abby will sometimes be tired, and I want time for action. And then I was wondering, that how can we manage this? It only took some three minutes with Richard Crab and Vivian Crab after the program. And Richard said, oh, Vivian has the same thing, but... Now she's tired. Have you tried or thought of dawn intimacy? That was an eye-opener. It's worked many, many, many years of wonders. So there are things you can learn when you're at a function like that. And it's been planned with you in mind. So plan to be there. And the other ones that we have, we'll announce them accordingly. The ones for singles, the ones for parents. It's all going to happen over a fortnight period and we'll keep it posted. Papa Amos, yes. What's yes. happening on your end too? Well, I... Oh, please, before you do, give t- 
I would um, yes. give a shout out to Mr. Samuel Razak, um, passionate, wonderful man. Uh, we had a great conversation. As you're aware of, this year in April, uh, we're flying couples from down south to Jirapa. I mean, we're going to Wa and uh, spending a weekend at uh, Jirapa, Dubai, um, Royal Cozy Hills Hotel for this year's Creative Couples Conclave. Um, but in the month of uh, February, we want to do this um, investment in people's lives on Sunday nights. It's a free event. It's an hour conversation with Amos. And we're looking at two um, critical issues. Um, and the question is, blessings of love or blisters from love? Are you experiencing blisters from love or you're experiencing the blessings of love? And it's 9 p.m. Uh, my, my, initially, I said Microsoft Teams only, but my guys want us to stream it. So most likely will be streamed on Facebook and on my YouTube uh, channel. It's Faith 12, 19th, and 26th. It's free of charge. Uh, there's nothing you're going to pay uh, to be part of this conversation. It's a one-hour, 9 to 10 conversation on Sunday night. All right, nice. We are just wrapping up, but we want to give a shout out, a happy birthday shout out to Gifty, who is an ardent listener of Farm Life. So, Farm Life says, Happy birthday, Gifty. Okay, it's it's on the 7th. Okay, so this is an advantage to you. And happening at Tehila on the 14th as well is Deep Love, featuring uh, Orenzi, Victor Orenzi, and Perez Music and Harvest Youth Choir. You can't miss that also. So whether you are the couples program or you had So Gifty, the Farm Life group said, happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you for your time. We are out. Do have a wonderful weekend. City 97.3. More variety.